everybody. Welcome to another episode of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 23. I'm your pal Val, one of your hosts. Jason has today off. We've got a great show for you today. It's been a little bit, and I'm going to drop back and punt on the last NASCAR winners and their cards. I'll do that in the next episode. I've got a long show today. I want to talk about the NASCAR Hall of Fame selection. Uh, Panini has done some Q&A. We have, if you listen to, I think it was 21 maybe, uh, it was a Q&A with Greg Alding. Panini is sponsoring his car, and Panini did a Q&A with him. Panini this week did another uh, did a Q&A with Cole Custer. I think that was on Thursday. And then yesterday, Friday, um, they did another one with Greg Alding. So um, they are putting these, they being Panini, they're posting this on Twitter uh, with a little graphic saying, uh, you know, do you want to get in with a Q&A? Uh, respond back in Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter and you're a NASCAR person, I highly recommend you joining Twitter just for the content of sports cards and NASCAR, uh, all the hobby hotline. That's the YouTube show and Facebook show I do. All those podcasters are on Twitter. Like I said, some great content. So back to the thing. So Panini put that out there, and um, you all you do is reply back, and uh, maybe you posted a picture of a card or your favorite NASCAR moment or whatever. They'll invite you to a Zoom call, and that, so that's what these are. So I think the cold cluster is first. I think that is almost 40 minutes long. And then the Gray Golding, I think it's an hour and 10. So uh, if there's one that you want to listen to over the other, if you want to fast forward through the podcast. So, But real quick, on the NASCAR Hall of Fame selection, the selection was Dale Earnhardt Jr., which we thought would happen, and Mike Stefanik, and Red Farmer. So congratulations to those um, gentlemen and their families. Now, one interesting thing is I had gotten a letter from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I am a member. I think they're trying to figure out what the induction weekend will look like. This is going to happen in January. And as I told you before, they you can purchase the dinner where you have a NASCAR driver at your table. And um, this is, you know, nothing special. You don't have to be a member of NASCAR or whatever, but um, just as a regular fan. Um, I had Grant Infinger, I think it was this year, and then last year, I can't remember, but I had Joey Logano at the table two years in a row, so it's really cool. It's about 12, 15 people to the table, and uh, you get a great meal and talk to other NASCAR uh, fans as well as the driver, so, but I guess where I'm going with this letter is they're trying to figure out what that's going to look like and how they're going to limit it with this COVID-19 so they're still not sure. It all depends on what's going to happen with the state and local laws for Charlotte. So I'll let you, uh, or I'll keep you updated on that. Like I said, I'm um, a member, so I'm looking forward to doing that this year. But um, that's enough about that. And again, um, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the Q&A, and we'll be back hopefully early next week with, uh, with a catch-up of all the winners, and we'll have Jason on to go over the 2020 Chronicles sell sheet, and we'll get his opinion and his insights to Chronicles. So enjoy, and we'll catch you later. Uh, please follow, subscribe, let um, 
please share the show. If you will follow me on Twitter at NASCAR Radio. Thanks for everybody who's been reaching out and, and folks have been asking me questions, and I'm happy to answer those. So keep on collecting, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. How's it going, man? Great. How are you guys? Good, good. We got a bunch of fans in here. We'll have a couple more um, people joining in here shortly, um, but we'll kick it off in, in a little bit. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Um, how's it going? Where are you? Uh, I'm just in my uh, living room in my house right now. Can't really go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really go to the shop or do anything right now, so it's kind of just staying at home and trying to get ready for the race. Mm-hmm. When do you head that way? Uh, we head there Sunday morning. Okay. Yep. <laughs> fly down and fly right back. Fly down, hop in the car, drive a couple laps, and then uh, good to go, huh? Exactly. <laughs> nice. So um, before we get started, what I'll do is, um, you know, just it's on the um, on the screen here. If you can just put yourself on mute, we'll leave Cole on mute. Um, and what we'll do is we'll um, I'll just go through the group and, and you all will get a chance to talk to Cole. We'll ask him about ask, ask him a question. We'll make sure that every guy gets every person gets a chance to ask a question um, <laughs> during the process. Uh, but first off, you know, I'm Jason Howard. I'm the VP of marketing with uh, Panini Trading Cards. Really excited to have you guys here. I know this uh, race season is a little bit different um, to the track and seeing your favorite drivers. So we wanted to make sure that we do we could do what we could uh, beyond just, you know, making sure you're collecting our trading cards, get you the opportunity to interact with some of the drivers in a more uh, personal, intimate um race we won't have any screaming cars going going around behind us or anything but uh if you want to yell out some screaming noises you can do that no i'm kidding um well just before we kick off you know uh talk about what the season's been like uh it's definitely been a crazy one for sure i mean things that you know we would have never thought in a million years we'd be doing you know obviously just showing up with no practice, no qualifying, just going out and racing is definitely a huge difference. Um, obviously, all all the different guidelines we have to take, whether it's temperature checks or the masks or uh, what we're doing to try and social distance uh, has been a, a pretty big difference, but I think we've all managed it fairly well. Um, but overall, I mean, it's going to be something that we'll look back in 10 years and probably it's going to be crazy that we're, we've been a part of it. Cool. What, what, what do you think has been the most challenging part? Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing for drivers, especially being a rookie, is just no practice. I mean, you don't get to go out and test or practice or uh, get a feel for what you're hopping into. You're just kind of uh, going with the flow and trying to figure it out as fast as you can and adapt. So um, it's definitely it's probably been the biggest thing for the rookie, I would say. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to add some questions here. So up in my top left corner, I've got Dylan Barron here. So Dylan, if you take yourself off mute, you can uh, ask Cole a question. 
How's it going, Dylan? Good. <laughs> How do you drive in a car for so long without getting like tired? I think the biggest thing that we try and do is try and hydrate. Um, so we'll drink probably 10 bottles of water the day before a race and during a race and just trying to keep yourself, you know, full of nutrients and things like that to keep you energized, I think is the biggest thing that we do. Um, obviously, it's like you're sitting in a sauna for like three or four hours. So you're trying to keep yourself as much as you can, you know, still have the energy and nutrition in your, in your body to, to make it that long. Yep. Cool. We're gonna go. Um. Uh. We're gonna go. Uh. Next to Lee Shafford. Hello. How's it going? Um, it's going pretty good. Awesome. I was wondering, like, uh, what's it like running for such a great team with quality equipment, like? Stuart Hodge in your rookie season. It's definitely a, a huge, a huge deal. I, mean, I think uh, obviously uh, we have cars that are capable of winning, and it's just a matter of trying to get everything up to speed. And obviously, not having practice is definitely something that's a little bit tough. But um, having to be able to lean on teammates like Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer, it's definitely been uh, really important. I think I see the the Tony Stewart. Uh, Flag behind you there, so he's been awesome yeah. to kind of with and kind of get an idea. He just has so much experience, obviously, having an owner like that. Deal. Sounds like we got a really young fan there in the background somewhere. Uh, we got to move along with uh, Steve and Oxley. Steve, you, you got an opportunity to talk to Cole here. Hey, Cole, how are you doing today? Not bad, how are you? I'm good. So my question was, is we already kind of talked about the challenges of what the season was facing as a rookie. Would it be a beneficial for you to have like a 10 minute session, a 10 minute practice session, or just even like a warm up lap that we see on the local third track or anything like that for you guys? Anything would be huge. <laughs> I think anything that you can kind of jumpstart your weekend in trying to get an idea of where your car's at, you know, um, and where, what you need to do as a driver, um, you know, even just a few laps, like you said, it's huge just to get an idea of, you know, to be able to sit back and say, all right, this is what I need to do going into the race. So I think any, any kind of practice would be huge. And, uh, hopefully in the future, they'll start, uh, you know, getting back to it. It sounds like things are, you know, progressing more and more. So we'll see, but it's definitely, a uh, as a rookie, I, obviously it's huge to get any laps that you can. All right. Thank you for the answer. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I have to keep I have to keep remembering to unmute myself. Um, let's see here. Next person in the grid is uh, Anthony. Uh, Anthony, I'm gonna hand you off to Cole. Hey, Cole, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, I was just wondering, so being in the Xfinity car for a few years in the double zero, you got more and more experience. What's the toughest transition from the double zero car getting all the way up to the 41 car and filling the shoes? Um, I think the biggest thing that's different is the, the mile and a half package, the 550 package that we run now. 
So it's a lot less horsepower. Um, the downforce and drag is a lot different. So any everything from how you work the wheel to the pedals, to the lines you take around the racetrack, or how you work traffic, restarts, um, it's all different. So trying to get used to that is probably the biggest thing. Um, so you're kind of trying to relearn how to drive the car and uh, figure out what works for this car that you know doesn't work in other cars, I guess. Thank you for the answer. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Val, you're up next. Hey, thanks uh, for doing this, uh, Jason and Cole. It's like, uh, Cole, um, I, I like your shirt, by the way. And um, do you uh, did you collect any cards or uh, collect anything, uh, Pokemon or whatever, when you were a kid growing up? Uh, for me, I collected a lot of hero cards, I mean, for drivers and things like that. I also collected some baseball cards. I was a Dodgers fan, so um, I always tried to, you know, get whatever I could there. But um, obviously, it's pretty surreal now to be, you know, on trading cards and stuff like that. So it's pretty crazy. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, Theo, I'm going to ask you to um, ask a question next. track you've been at like what's your favorite race track that you've been at in your season so far uh i would say for me uh, the best track for us so far has been phoenix we had a really good run there um overall for me as a driver uh the tracks i've always loved the most were the bigger kind of wore out race tracks like homestead and uh california um uh chicago places like that where the tires wear out a lot you're kind of slipping and sliding around a decent amount so um, I think those were probably always the best racetracks for me that I always really enjoyed to be able to kind of do it more as a driver, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, next person up is uh, Robert Elliott. Hey, Cole, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? I got guys cutting the grass in the background here, so hopefully you can hear me. But I was hoping you could talk about the Xfinity takeovers. I think you did it two or three years up in Philly. But it's like reaching out to a, a new market like Philadelphia that's not necessarily a predominantly racing market. And did you have fun doing those? And Didn't you throw out the first pitch last year? Was that you? Yes. Um, so it's definitely those Philly takeovers that Xfinity does were some of the most fun things that you can ever be a part of. I mean, just because... You're going to a city, you're downtown, uh, everybody's doing burnouts and donuts in the streets, and it's uh, all the people looking out the windows at what's going on and stuff like that. So it was definitely one of the coolest things to be a part of, just being able to kind of bring our sport, I guess, to people that aren't around it all that much. So um, I don't know if they're, I don't think they've been able to do it this year, unfortunately. <laughs> but It was um, hot though last year. I know you were hiding out fires too, man. Yeah, for sure. It, it was definitely a hot time of year, but it was always the, it was always one of the things that the drivers always loved doing. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. All 
right, next one. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go to uh, Tracy Hackler. If you, if, if you don't know who he is, he is um, <clears throat> like the trading card guru king. He writes for our blog. So he's going to ask you all the tough questions about trading cards, Cole. All right. <laughs> What's up, Cole? How's it going? Doing well. Welcome to Team Panini, man. We're excited to have you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having, having me on today. Absolutely. So the first question is actually not trading card related, but it is Father's Day weekend's coming up. I know your father is kind of a, a pivotal in kind of the racing community, and I just kind of wanted to know what kind of role he played for you growing up and your development as a as a driver and a young man, and then also what role he still plays today. He's definitely always been huge. I mean, uh, he got me into it when I was really young. Obviously, I was like five years old when I started in quarter midgets. Um, so. Uh, I, you know, he's guided my way a lot of the time, just trying to give me advice. And uh, he's also, he's been really good at trying to stay out of the way also. I think sometimes as parents, sometimes they get a little bit too much in the way, you know, and you're trying to let your kid, you know, do, do their thing, do their thing, and they have to learn on their own at times. So I feel like he's done a really good job of that and letting me kind of do my thing. Um, but at the same time, the advice that he's had and things like that have been huge. And obviously, I, uh, with Father's Day, you always kind of remember that. Was um, when you were younger, did racing obviously was a natural love of yours? But what kind of role did other sports play um, in your development as a as a youth? Yeah, so I pretty much played all the sports when I was a kid. I, you know, my parents always wanted me to have kind of a normal childhood, you would say. So I went to public school. I mean, I I played all the sports. I played baseball, soccer, football, you know, whatever you want to say. And uh, just racing was always the number one thing for me. It was the thing that I was always uh, loved the most and was most serious about. And um, I think it was good to kind of get a feel for other sports and know what it's all about. And know I can look back and say I played those sports and learned about them and know about them. But overall, I think racing's just always been what I've loved to do. Awesome. And then finally, I'll, I'll ask a trading card question. We no doubt send you quite a bit of, of your cards to sign for your racing fans and our products, what type of card that we send you is kind of your favorite or, or makes you stop and pause and really appreciate the front, read the back? Is it the memorabilia cards, the, the straight portrait cards, action shots? What's your favorite? I think the coolest cards that I always see are the ones with like the suits or the shoes or whatever that, that are in the cards. So it's like, I always look at those cards and I'm like, man, I, I wonder which suit this was. <laughs> like. I, you know which one I was wearing so um, I think those are the one of the coolest ones that I always see honestly of the ones that are kind of personalized like that awesome well thanks again I'm gonna turn it over to the other folks but thank you for your time today and look forward to watching you for years to come thank you I appreciate it uh, next next person on uh, Nathan you're up to ask a question for Cole hey Cole um, like everyone else has said, appreciate you for doing this. Um, knowing that you've had run-ins with John Hunter Nemechek, do you still talk to him ever? Yeah, I'll talk with John Hunter from time to time. I mean, obviously, that was a long time ago, probably four or five years ago. So it's definitely something that I'll never forget, I guess. But at the same time, you kind of get over it. And uh, we still talk with each other. We're kind of friends now. So it's just kind of you, you move on eventually, obviously. So it's kind of uh, something that's just part of it, I guess. You know, obviously things get kind of heated in the sport sometimes. But uh, as time heals all wounds, I guess you would say. Go up this weekend. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Great. Next person up is on Josh Josephs. Hey there. Uh, my question is related to betting and like daily fantasy sports. Since uh, you guys are one of the kind of the only sports on right now, spotlights on you. Is that something you guys pay attention to at all? I know this week they have you as like a head-to-head matchup versus uh, Chris Boucher. Uh, for me, I haven't gotten into like the NASCAR fantasy sports all that much. I know that a lot of people are, and it's pretty cool. Um, I do some fantasy football and things like that. Um, but it's also, I mean, like you said, we're like one of the only sports going right now. So it's a huge deal for us to be, you know, kind of in the spotlight, and maybe pick up some new fans and things like that. And obviously the gambling and the, the fantasy sports are one of the huge parts of that. So um, hopefully I can beat Chris Busher for uh, in my head-to-head lineup, I guess, this weekend. But um, I'll, I'll try and look out for that, I guess. But overall, I mean, I try not – get too involved with it because I obviously can't <laughs> but uh, it's definitely something that's pretty cool thanks Chris Chris Knight I know that uh, you're on the line here why don't um, we give you an opportunity to ask well thanks I appreciate you guys having me on hey Cole how are you buddy not too bad how are you Chris long time no see yeah exactly um, listen, buddy, I know you're not a big fan of restricted plate racing, but Stuart Haas Racing always brings fast cars to the table this weekend or every time they go plate racing. So how do you feel about this weekend? And and you feel like that this is an opportunity, even though it's a wild card race, do you feel like it's an opportunity to maybe get your uh, to get a top finish or maybe even a win on Sunday? I think so for sure. I mean, obviously, it's Stuart Haas Racing. We always have really fast cars at Super Speedways. So it's just a matter of, um, trying to miss the wrecks, I think is the biggest thing. You know, you try and you can try and gain it in whatever way possible, and sometimes it just feels like you know there's nothing that you can really do to game it to try and stay out of the wrecks. So I think it's trying to stay up front and trying to stay aggressive. And um, if things get way too crazy, maybe you drop to the back or something. But um, you got to work with your teammates well, um, and all all our more manufacturer, you know, all the Fords always try and work well together. So. It's just trying to stay out of the wrecks and be there at the end. I think is the biggest thing. All right. Thanks. And I was wondering if you could talk about that picture behind you, the double zero Haas car. Tell us what the meaning and significance is behind that. Yeah. So this is actually Jason Leffler. Um, he drove for Haas in the Bush series in 2004 and actually got Haas CNC Racing's first win at Nashville Super Speedway that we're actually going back to. Um, but so I've always I was always a huge Jason Leffler fan, so I still have the picture and everything. All right, thanks, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Nick, I'm gonna um, give you the opportunity to ask uh, Cole a question. Okay, sorry, I just joined in. And I had some difficulties. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're all good. All right, cool. Um, I don't know if this was asked, but I was wondering, what's it like go, going into the team meeting and your boss is Tony Stewart? Is there was, was there like an intimidation, or do you just embrace it? Like, like what was what, what that like being a 22 year old Cup driver, uh, and you, Tony Stewart is the, the head man? Uh, I guess you would say it's maybe a little bit intimidating. I mean, obviously. He's a guy that I watched on TV since I was a little kid, you know, so it's kind of pretty crazy to be able to have 
you know, one-on-one conversations with them. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Tony's one of the most laid back and nicest guys you'll ever be around. So he makes it so you don't feel uncomfortable, I guess. So um, it's definitely pretty surreal. I mean, he, he obviously has a lot of great advice to try and get you pointed in the right direction. Um, so he's definitely been pretty awesome to be around. But at the end of the day, uh, you start to realize that everybody's just a regular person, honestly. So, I mean, you just start to, you start to realize that and think it become more normal. Cool. Thank you. Good luck this weekend. Be safe. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Oh, I'm not on mute. I thought I was on mute. Um, good. Next person up to ask a question is going to be uh, Austin Vest. So Austin, uh, another young fan. Always good to see young fans uh, on here. Um, I'm going to hand it off to you, Austin. Go ahead. Just make sure you're off mute. So you asked us what our favorite moment was. What is your favorite moment? Man, for me, oh, man. I would say, like, Tony Stewart's championship, uh, his last championship at Homestead, when he beat Carl, Carl Edwards and when they that big, that huge battle, I think that was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen. Like, seeing how he came from behind and, you know, passed so many cars and still won the race and had to beat Carl, Carl Edwards pretty much heads up. I think that was, uh, for me, that was one of the most intense and I think best races I've ever seen. Okay. Good luck out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, one disappeared from my screen, but uh, so Gina Johnson, uh, if you're on the line, if you can unmute, uh, you're welcome to ask a question for Cole. Okay. Hey Cole, how are you? Not bad. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, so I've seen you race a couple of times in Fontana uh, with the Carlson's actually, uh, love the Carlson's, uh, but I grew up in South Carolina and went to the Darlington racetrack. How do you like racing at that track? Uh, I love Darlington. It's uh, it's one of those tracks where the tires wear out a lot. You're able to run right against the wall. The driver is able to do a lot, you know, because you're slipping and sliding around. There's multiple lanes you can kind of pick from and run. So as a driver, and I think every driver loves going there. So it's it's a racy track, and I think uh, we always love going to Darlington, trying to figure out how to get around that place as best we can. Cool. It's one of my favorite race tracks. Awesome. Hopefully we can see you back there in some time. Yes. You're closer to me now in Fontana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Cole. Thank you. Yeah, so that, that was a good question. Cole, so do you have a favorite track? Um, I think for me it was always kind of like Fontana, uh, Chicago, places like that where the tires wear out a lot, um, and the bigger racetracks where you're slipping and sliding around and you're uh, just working different lanes on the track, and as a driver you're able to do a lot. So I think – those ones were always the most fun for me. Well, talk talk a little bit about like just for for uh, these people here, what 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 it's like that pro the race day process under COVID right now for you. Like, how does that all work? What's that like? Uh, it's definitely different. I mean, on race day, you're pretty much just camped out in your car or whatever it is, and you're trying to um, you know get your lunch, and then you know you're on Zoom calls with your team, trying to get your strategy right, and get things figured out, making sure there's no mistakes. Um, and then you're watching videos right before the race, trying to kind of get an idea of how past races have played out and things like that. 
Um, but overall, I mean, it's it's uh, definitely different, but I think we've all adapted pretty well. I mean, it's we never would have thought that you'd just show up 10 minutes before the race and jump in the car and go, but I guess that's part of it now. Yeah, right. Like, the, the pre-race stretching or things that you do is part of a routine? Um, the longer races, yes. I mean, I think, like, uh, you go to the Coach 600 or places that, uh, like Martinsville, uh, that has 500 laps. I think you try and you have to stretch, make sure you're hydrated. I mean, things like that, just so you're not going to get cramped up in the car is definitely huge. Um, so I'm going to hand, hand it back to Tracy to ask a couple more questions here for, uh, for everyone. Um, so yeah, this is more selfishly, uh, based question, but you mentioned that you, you do participate in fantasy football kind of, do, do you have a different draft strategy every season or do you kind of stick to the same strategy year in and year out? I don't even know, man. <laughs> I I am not good at fantasy football. I honestly, I think I finished second once before or something. But overall, um, at first, I really tried to like put my homework in and really try to get myself a good team, and that never worked. <laughs> so what I tried to do was just kind of go off the computer and say like, man, I think I need a wide receiver now, and this looks like the best wide receiver that that they have. So that the the fantasy league says so i'm just gonna pick him and i try to make sure my bye weeks aren't way off and i pretty much go from there honestly and it's actually worked out okay yeah if you put too much thought into it man you'll go crazy um yeah exactly but the, but you do have an appreciation for these these superstar athletes and other sports um is there one of those players that you maybe i don't want to other players in other sports who might inspire you um, I think for me, I was, uh, I'm, I've always been a Carolina Panther fan and I was always a big Steve Smith fan. Uh, he's retired now, but I was always a huge Steve Smith fan. Um, overall, I mean, I can't, I can't think of any more, honestly, but, um, Luke Keekley obviously was a, you know, obviously a huge part of the Panthers and obviously one of the best linebackers I think you could say ever. And he was definitely really good. Um, but I think those two guys kind of stand out. Okay. And then finally, one, one other question. If you could appear on a NASCAR trading card with any other driver, dead or alive, past, present, future, who would it be and why? Man, I guess you got to say Dale Earnhardt, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, he's, you know, the, you know, one of the you know, best of all time. I mean, guy that you would have loved to meet as a kid. So I think it's just, I think that would, would have been the coolest one ever, obviously, but um, I don't know. That's a tough question for sure. All right, cool. Jay, back to you, sir. Well, uh, talk about the, you know, obviously we got Talladega, um, you know, this weekend. What, what's your plan going into that? So Talladega is a lot about, I think, just reacting to what's happening. Uh, you got to adapt to the situation, kind of. So um, I think it's something where if it's really crazy or aggressive and there's a really good chance that people are going to wreck, you try and maybe lag back a little bit and try not be a part of the wreck. But at the same time, I think if it's not, you got to try and be aggressive and stay up front and try and stage points to, stay, to keep your track position good. So um, it's definitely one of those things where it's you kind of got to, play off of what everybody else is doing almost and try and go from there. 
Um, so Homestead was the first the first uh, track back that had some fans in the um, in the stands. Uh, could you sense that? Could you feel it? Was what was it like just to have you know a limited amount of fans there watching you guys? It was cool. I mean, you could see him in the stands and everything. You could almost talk to him because it's you know it's pretty quiet right before the race and everything now. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely cool to kind of get some normalcy back. You know, just getting fans back to the racetrack and. Uh, it's it's you know fans are such a big part of our sport you know I mean we see them in the garage area we uh, you know before and after the race at driver intros so it's just I think it's definitely it's cool to get them back and kind of get back normal a little bit. Cool, uh, Kerry, who's on the phone asked, um, you know, what was your scariest race moment? Man, I think whenever you wreck is definitely probably the scariest. <laughs> um, I would, you know, we had a pretty big wreck at Bristol this year. Um, that was a pretty big one. Um, you know, sewer speedway wrecks are probably always the scariest because you don't exactly know what's going to happen. Um, you know, obviously we saw a big Ryan Newman crash at Daytona, and that was a scary one. But, um, you know, whenever you get in those accidents, I mean, you would you would think that we're used to them, I guess, at this point, but uh, he still does get your attention for sure. Um, I'm gonna ask uh, a couple of the younger kids to to uh, pop on here and, and and ask a question or two. So Dylan, I'm gonna come back back to you. Dylan, do you have another question for Cole? What's your other question, bud? Whatever you want. <laughs> you ask him whatever you want. Okay. Why did you choose number forty-one? Um, for me, I mean, it was just the uh, Stuart Haas has always run the forty-one, and uh, it was a great car to jump into, so I I took it. So it was definitely uh something that it was just kind of a legacy number i guess you would say for the team and i just i love to be a part of it austin um do you have another question for 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 cole yes um what is your thoughts on the officer race moving from track to track uh i think it would be cool um obviously they're moving it to bristol this year so um, I think it's going to be really cool, you know, probably a lot of beating and banging people going for a million dollars. So it's going to be, uh, I think, an exciting race. Um, I think it would be cool, you know, to take it to, you know, what drivers would say is the best track, you know, from from year to year and go from there. I think um, it's definitely, Charlotte was cool for a while, but I think if you can mix it up, mix it up, it's definitely, it keeps it more interesting. Okay. Lee, do you have another question for, for Cole? Uh, yeah, I have another one. Uh, I was wondering, what would you say would be the best way for someone like me to try to get into motorsports, like driving and all that? I think the best way to do it is just start at the ground level, you know, like go-karts or, you know, find your local go-kart track and start from there. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's cost involved, which is the tough thing about it, obviously. But um, I think if you start small, even if it's just rental carts, I know that they have a lot of rental car leagues, uh, you know, that a lot of guys do that are pretty competitive. So I think whatever it is, just getting laps and getting experience is probably the best thing you can do. Thank you for uh, inviting me to this meeting. No problem. Thanks for having me. It was really on. fun. Cool. T- cool. I'll t- be cheering t- you on this weekend at Talladega. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cole, to follow up on Lee's on.
question. I know you par- kind of partially answered it a little bit earlier on, but just talk a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, so I started when I was five years old in quarter midgets um, in Southern California. And from there, I just kind of worked my way up, won some races, and uh, was able to race some some midget stuff in, uh, in Southern California also, and some kind of across the country a little bit also. Um, and then from there, I went to late models and moved into stock cars when I was around 14 or 15 and raced uh, in the K&N series and then the trucks and uh, then Xfinity and Cups. So it's definitely... Um, been a lot to take in, I guess. It's, I've started at a, lot, at a young age and have done a lot since then, but it's uh, definitely been a fun ride. What did you like racing in the most? Um, the midgets were something that was really fun to race in, honestly. Um, I did it on dirt some, and it was really cool. Um, being able to kind of slide around and move around the track and um, just have that kind of natural feel, I think, is one of the best, one of the coolest things you can feel as a driver. Is that something that helps prepare you for Sunday, That the, those experiences? I think so, for sure. I mean, everything you've done as a driver, you know, coming up has definitely shaped you into what you are now. So it's uh, it's definitely, you know, it teaches you a lot of car control in those cars and things like that. Awesome. Um, all right, uh, Theo, I'm going to uh, let you ask a question here. Cool. Hmm. So you, so yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think is like the worst stadium you went to? I mean, the worst uh, track you went to? Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, the track that was always really tough for me was always Michigan. Uh, it's always really one lane and really fast and trying to work traffic and do th- different things like that is uh, a little bit difficult, but I think Michigan is probably all, probably it's always been a little bit tough of a racetrack for me. Um, Nathan, I'm going to let you uh, ask a question here. Hey, um, I'm actually surprised no one asked this. Um, what did you think of the sim racing? Um, it was cool actually. Um, it's something that was extremely, when you first start doing it, it feels a lot different. But as you get more experience and learn how the car is going to react and things like that, it actually gets to where it's fairly similar to real life. Um, so I think it was cool to kind of keep us all competitive through the off weeks and things like that and kind of keep us all racing. So um, it was definitely something I hadn't done much before, but I think I will do it in the future. Thank you for uh, inspiring me to uh, get it, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for Thanks for being a part of it. I mean, it's definitely something that can definitely, you know, kind of get you into it more. Austin, uh, do, you, do you have a, a, a question to ask? Who did you look up to whenever you were uh, a child? Um, I think for me, I looked up to all the cup drivers and guys like that. I mean, uh, Kevin Harvick and Tony Stewart and um, even Jason Leffler. Um, Johnny Sauter, guys like that, I, I looked up to a lot. So um, it's cool to get to race against them now. I mean, it's pretty surreal, um, but it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But it's you learn that everybody's just a regular person, and uh, it's pretty cool to be able to meet your heroes and race against them like that. Cool. We're going to uh, get this wrapped up. Just uh, 
they announced uh, earlier this week that they're going to be moving the numbers closer to the back of the, the uh, car uh, for the all-star race. Do you have any thoughts on that? Is that? Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, uh, I'm up for anything, whatever they want to do. Um, I've always been, I guess, a more door number kind of person, but I mean, whatever everybody wants to do, I guess it doesn't, I'm just the guy who holds the wheel. So it doesn't matter to me, but um, I guess I, I I've just gotten used to how they look on the door, I guess. Right, yeah, it's more about the tradition thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows after that, but... Yeah, exactly. So, everyone, I wanted to... Uh, oh, uh, Tracy, Tracy's got a couple more couple more questions for you. So, we'll, uh, Tracy, give them your two best ones, and then we'll uh, start oh. to wrap this up here. Oh, the pressure's on now. I don't know about the best ones, but the, this one always uh, kind of uh, sheds light on your personality what is your favorite nickname that you have that someone has given you man i don't know uh some people have said like ice cold some people have uh i don't know i i, I couldn't tell you that one honestly yeah. some people have said like the general i don't i don't know man <laughs> I, I, I like wouldn't say cold. I have a, a real nickname, I guess. Ice cold solid, dude. I think, it, <laughs> I think you, could, you could make some hay with that one. And then the other question I have is really just personal, uh, curious, a curiosity. How real on occasion are you fighting the bathroom breaks that you can't take in the car? Whether you're going one or two, I mean, how real is that? Is that struggle? For me, maybe once a year I might have that struggle, but I have never done it in the car. I will say that. Um, so I've never had that problem. I've been very close, but never had that problem. Okay. Um, I'm, there have been guys that have, and it's not a good sight. <laughs> but, um, my Actually, my old interior guy said that if I did it, I had to clean it up. So okay. I'll That's funny. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your, for your uh, honesty. I appreciate it. Well, by far, definitely the two best questions. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. That last one. Uh, but the ice cold one, that, that could be a good uh, trading card insert name for him. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, for, for Don Rusnick. Um, so we'll have to talk to our PDT guys on that, um, our product development guys. So wanted to say thank you for, you know, everyone jumping in here on the middle of the day to talk with Cole uh, as we get up and get ready for this uh, race on Sunday at Talladega to say thank you for jumping in here and talking to all these fans. I know that um, we appreciate it and, and they appreciate appreciate getting the chance to talk to you and just everyone that's on the um, on the line here that's we're going to uh, send some cards to Cole to autograph and uh, autograph and then he'll send them back to us and we'll send them as is uh, a thank you for particip- participating. So uh, thank you again for all your time. We really appreciate it and um, we'll we'll be rooting for you on Thank you guys. Thanks for all coming on today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Cole. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, man. Thanks. Gray, what's up, man? Hold on, guys. Hi, Gray. Hey, Gray. You can hear me. Yeah, go to my microphone. We can hear you. There we go. 
Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. What's going on? What's up, Jason? Going on. What's happening? Good. We're gonna kick off in a little bit. In a in a few minutes, we're more people into the room. We've got a a room today. All right. Sounds good. About uh thirty people. Looking forward wow. to talking. I see uh, Buller's in here. <laughs> Andrew. Bray, where are you? Um, race shop. We're here at the race shop. Okay. When do you head down? Uh, we, uh, I head down tomorrow morning. Okay. Yeah. So. What's that? Ask him, can anybody see the screen? Then we'll show him the shirt. Oh, yeah. Everyone can see the screen. Oh, they can? Okay. Yeah. Here, you want to show him now? Show him now. Here, show Jason the team shirts. Hey, these are brand new. The team shirts. We just got them in today. Giving that away. That's sweet. Those are nice. Those are awesome. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. That looks really good. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? We're, we're going to kick off here in a, you know, in a, in a minute or two. We're just adding some more people to the, um, to the, to the, to the group. So, where's that beautiful car? It's in. The, it's actually on the setup play right now. Okay. We would have it back there, but they they just transferred the car to the other shop because they're setting it up right now for uh, Sunday. So, cool. I, yeah, I uh, was supposed to be back here, but I guess they were trying to get it ready to rock and roll. At the end of the call, if everybody like to see it, we'll walk next door with the uh, with the camera and show them the car. Oh, okay. Tell them that. Yeah, uh, Jason, uh, if, the, if anybody wants to see the car, we can actually walk it over there at the end of the call, and we can show them then. Okay. I know I want to see it. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I yeah. See that I, I yeah, we'll show you. Yeah. Packing it, packing it up here. He's got it. No, I think he's, he's waiting. Love it, Gray. That looks awesome. Jason, you just missed. You put the hat right in the camera. All good. <laughs> Two minutes away here. I always knew we had a screw loose. Always knew it. Chad's in there. More than just waiting here. Tracy's just turning on his computer, and I want to make sure that he's got uh, his piece up and running because we're going to. Um, the Twitter just introduced this new um, tweet voice text thing, uh, which was which is pretty cool. So we're actually going to make sure that we get a couple of different uh, answers from you via tweet voice. So okay. I got to make sure that Tracy's uh, locked in on that because I mean I can only do so so many things. Oh really? That's cool. So he should be popping up here in a minute. Okay, so um, before we kick off, just a couple of a couple of things in terms of how we're gonna uh, get this thing going here. Um, for one more person to join, but I'm just going to give you just a quick overview. I think the best thing to do is have everyone on mute with the exception of Gray. Um, and then what we'll do is, you now I'm going to uh, kick off, get a couple of things to talk to Gray about. 
uh, and then we'll uh, open it up for uh, for you guys. So I'll, I'll just go down the list. If at some point when I finish the list, if I miss someone, please let me know uh, either in chat uh, or just like raise your hands. I've got multiple here though, so I might not see you. I might not see you, so um, you know, definitely hit me up on the chat side of it, um, and we should be good to go here in a minute. Uh, I think Tracy Tracy Hackler is joining us. Um, our blog, our blog blog dude for I was gonna say blog boy, but it sound right. Our blog dude for uh, Panini. Um, T, you there? Blogboy's fine. I've been called. You called me much worse than Blogboy. I know, but we've got way more people on here, so I figured I'd be nice. <laughs> um, cool. All right, so we're gonna uh, kick off here, um, man. You know, I was looking at stuff last night, Gray, and I started getting chills because I remember the last time you were in uh, in a Panini car. At, yeah. Um, No, it's it's muted or something. We lost Jason. He ain't on here no more. Hey, we talked to him. Talked to him. See, he's talking about. Hey, Jason, you still there, brother? See what Jason was talking about. Tracy, you on? Yes, sir. I'm here. I'll pick up where Jason left off until we uh, get him back on. But I think what he was talking about, what he was going to ask you about was about a year ago this time, you had a big performance at Talladega, and he kind of wanted to, to you to talk about your memories from that time. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, definitely a really cool story, you know. Uh, to kind of get everyone up to speed, last year, you know, I had the opportunity to run uh, with a with a really good car and a good engine. If it, You know, thanks to you guys at Panini, like, uh, I remember telling Jason, I said, Hey man, if you get, you know, if you guys get me this engine, I'll have a chance to win. And sure enough, you know, Jason pulled the trigger and was like, Hey, you know, Panini, we're going to do this. We're going to get you the right equipment. We're going to get you all the right stuff. And, uh, you, you might have a shot to win. And then sure enough, after me telling him that, you know, we were able to pull off second place and, and almost win the race. So, uh, I got to tip my hat to you guys. Uh, definitely, you know, without Panini, I would not have. Uh, one of my favorite memories of all time in racing. I mean, just seeing everybody after the race, um, you know, knowing that we almost we were almost a Cinderella story. You know, we were we, were, we could have been the biggest upset in NASCAR history, really, because um, no one ever even thought we'd even be close to winning a race, let alone at you know Talladega with the best of the best. So um, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty darn cool to be able to do that and and uh, just the story behind it though. Like I said, I mean. We told Jason about this deal like two weeks before the race, and then we were able to pull it off, make it happen, and then go out in the race and perform. So that was that was a by far my best memory in racing so far. That's awesome. Um, Jay, you back with us? I'm back. I'm back. Naturally, I had technical difficulties. My computer froze, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> okay. The power of technology, I guess. Um, yeah, so, you know, you, you talked about Talladega. Talk a little bit about, you know, what this year has been like for you. Uh, certainly different. Um, certainly, um, you know, different setup and to prepare to, to race. Talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, definitely. No, I think uh, I think the main thing is, you know, last year running Xfinity Xfinity series, you know, it uh, I had a blast doing it. It was great. But, you know, my, obviously my heart's in cup. You know, I, I, that's where everyone wants to be, especially as a race car driver. You want to get to the highest level. You want to be racing with the best guys in the world. Um, so I think the transition from last year to this year is just obviously the car, the way I drive the cup car compared to the Xfinity car. They drive, you know, very they're, they're completely different. So I think for me, it's just a preparation, uh, not only physically, but mentally. The races in the Cup Series, you know, five, you know, four, five, six hundred mile races. And the Xfinity Series are only, you know, they could be 200 miles, 300 miles, you know, right along in there. So I think it's more of a. Uh, a mental race that you know you're racing because the races are a lot longer and and the whole training that goes behind uh you know the cup races and, and what i do leading up to the race compared to what i did last year is a little bit different but um like i said racing against my heroes every week guys i look up to you know just like jimmy johnson uh for example you know always looked up to him my whole life and, and the fact that this is his last year and i'm getting to take to the track with him every week or every you know every couple weeks is uh is really special so um you know it's it's pretty cool talk about what it's like to just sit there and get into a car cold with no test runs nothing and you know what's that <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's definitely different i mean you know we're a normal race week or, or race weekend for us is you know you're, you'll practice you got qualifying you know you got some track time to get used to your car get the setup right and you know kind of do you know, get ready for that race and, and what you have as far as setup wise. But now it's like, you know, showing up and just racing is like, it's, it's, it shows like which guys and which teams are, are more prepared and, and actually, you know, are able to hit on the proper setup uh, for the conditions for, you know, the racetrack and, and everything that goes into it. So um, me personally, I love it. I think it's awesome. I think, you know, I think as, as a, as a whole and as NASCAR, I think we could learn from this and, and uh, maybe make some changes down the road. I mean, think about it as a fan, like, you know, not just a driver, like a fan, you're, you know, you, everyone knows that these guys, you know, no practice, no qualifying, you don't really know who's going to win, you know? So I think it just kind of, it, it uh, gets everyone more in a level playing field. And like I said, I think it's just great to show up race and, you know, you pray that you hit the setup right and, and uh, you just go out there and have some fun. So I, I think we'll learn from it. And, you know, I think NASCAR might make some changes down the road, which is pretty cool. Cool. Great. We're, we're going to open it up to questions. And the first person that's in, um, in the participant list is iPhone 8. I'm going to let you on uh, get off mute and ask Gray a question. We'll go from there. iPhone 837. I'm not sure is who that, that is. Yeah, that's you. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm okay. Alex. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, what's up, man? That got to meet you at Chicago Land last year. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Right on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. cool. Well, thanks for joining us today, man. It means uh, means a lot that you you know come on and do this with us today, man. Yeah, it was fun. Though. Thanks for inviting me. Um, yeah. How do you feel about uh, going back to Bobby Dodder's team after uh, leaving last year, getting to come back and do a little reunion this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man. That's a that's a good question. I mean, it's like I, I was I was at the shop yesterday and I was talking to Bobby and in which Bobby, you know, the, the best way to put it, Bobby's a he's been a big mentor for me my whole career. Um, you know, when I first moved to North Carolina. He was one of the first people I ever met, you know, in the state of North Carolina that was in racing, that had been a driver and obviously a team owner. And we were just talking yesterday. It's like, you know, our relationship is so tight. Like we're, you know, we got a great relationship, great friendship. And it's, just, it's that mutual respect 
factor that we both have for each other. And we were talking yesterday at the shop. I said, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, we're about to announce that I'm coming back and, you know, people are trying to put two and two together. Like, Oh, Grace coming back to Bobby daughters. And it's like, it's almost like going back to your roots. You know what I mean? Like, like going back to like your hometown, um, you know, a- after it's been a while, you know, cause it's like every time I go in that shop, I just, I, I feel the, um, you know, the camaraderie and the, and the friendship that I have with those guys. And I think for me coming back, um, and having a chance to win with a great engine, great cars, and obviously, you know, bringing on walk-ons uh, is really awesome. They're the, they're going to be the primary sponsor uh, for tomorrow's race. So, um, you know, it's you know, like I said, it, it it's just a lot of, I don't know, it's just a lot of heart there that you know I'm excited to get back and and, and really you know just take on the race tomorrow and and, and do the best I can because man, I would I do anything to get Bobby Dotter a win. I really would. So hopefully we can get it done. It's awesome. Yeah, you guys are a good combo. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. And, cool. and just to add to that, I mean, we, we love seeing you on the track on both days, Gray. You know, it, it, we, we love that you're going to be on Saturday and then get, you know, get some laps in uh, and be ready to go for Sunday for us. So we're, yes, uh, sir. we're stoked about that. Thanks, brother. Appreciate um, it, man. No, no problem. Next, okay. uh, next person on the list is uh, Vicky from Las Vegas. Hello. Hey, hey, what's up, Vicky? How's it going? Hi. I'm good. good to see you. you. Thanks for coming on with us today. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I did my homework just to uh, give you guys a heads up on, on, on my city. Um, you know, because Vegas is is opening slowly, but uh, uh, my Planet Hollywood still is not open. Hopefully, uh, first part of July it'll open, but. Um, but by September, this whole city better be open. Gosh darn it! Because we'll right. be waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, I miss seeing you guys. Um, I do watch the the races every week to to see you. So, um, but I miss you guys. So. Absolutely no. Hey, uh, I just uh, Dad just told me. Hey, did you ever recover from when I I actually gave Vicky a uh, for all you guys listen? I gave her a ride. At Las Vegas, did you ever uh, recover after that ride? <laughs> I want to do it again. I'm telling you, I know you, that I was awesome. It. Yes, yeah. Well, no, we'll definitely do it again. Like you said, I, I hope the city, um, I hope the city opens back up. Obviously, we love coming out to Vegas. I know it's uh, definitely a, a crazy time in the world right now, and um, hopefully, in September, like you said, we'll be able to get back there and, and get back to racing and, and maybe do a little gambling at Planet Hollywood. Absolutely. Shoot. And, you know, if Bobby, you know, needs another driver, you know, I'm ready. <laughs> Thanks so much, Vicky. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on with us today. Great. Clearly you didn't put Vicky close enough to the wall because I know talking to Warsaw, he's like, I'm good. I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was like, man, when I, when I, especially when I had you in the car, I'm like, I have to get as close as I can to the wall because this is like normally, you know, when you're running the high line like that, like what's funny about that track, you, I normally don't run that close to the wall, you know, especially on the high line. But I was like, man, I got to give these people a ride of their lives. So yeah. Oh, dust was flying. It was sick, dude. I love that. Yeah. I knew I could taste the pain on the wall. Uh, <laughs> so. That's awesome. <laughs> so next person up uh, to ask a question is uh, AJ. So AJ, we're going to hand you off to Gray. How's it going, Gray? Hey, what's up, AJ? How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. For sure. Um, so I just had one question, and one question only, and that's 
I just want to kind of hear your opinion on the new package that's going to be coming at Talladega with all those, you know, safety improvements that came after the Daytona 500 Ryan Newman's crash. Yeah, no, I think um, um, I think the package, especially the Cup Series, like I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, last year running full-time Xfinity, I love the Xfinity car, love how they drive, but realistically, as, as far as, like, having fun and, like, getting out there and cutting it up, you know, you can run two, three, four wide at tracks that you normally wouldn't. I think the Cup package is unbelievable. Like, I had, like, Charlotte, the Coke 600, I uh, we I think we, we had a rain delay or something, and I had only run, like, 30 or 40 laps before – uh lightning or light rain or something and I, I remember getting on the phone with my dad like i was like dude i'm having a ball out here like i mean just to just to like you know nor like especially being a small organization you know us being a small team you know you really don't get to really race the top guys you know for very long obviously but this cup package you are able to you know you are just able to run the inside outside middle you can just search around all over and then obviously you know what they did as far as the the safety uh, for the, for this weekend at Talladega is, uh, is pretty cool too. Obviously what happened to Ryan Newman was, um, you know, a, a big scare for not only, you know, obviously him, but his, his team, the fans, the whole sport in general. So I think the updates and where we're heading as far as the safety just shows, you know, how far we've come, not only as, you know, the cup series, but just the whole sport in general. You know, I think, I think they, uh, NASCAR has done a really good job. And, and like I said, I think, running the uh the cup cars are so fun for sure i was on mute there sorry uh next person on the list is on great question aj um next person on the list is on anthony smith so anthony we're going to hand it off to you and i'll let you um just uh, unmute yourself hey great man what's up it's been a while hey what's going on man it's been a long time i got a two-part question for you all right what have you been doing during the quarantine season, and are you going to come back to Virginia to do like any hometown racing? Yeah, no, actually, um, yeah, like I like I talked earlier, you know, it's definitely a, a crazy time in the world right now, and and being stuck in the house for two months. I mean, honestly, the the main thing that I did was I I, I did a lot, I worked out a lot. You know, I, I really stayed on my A game as far as you know. Once all this stuff was starting to come, you know, to a close, and, and NASCAR got back excuse me, got back going, you know, I, I wanted to be ready. I wanted to be, uh, have my body right, you know, obviously have my mind right. And um, so I did a lot of training, obviously, you know, played some video games, played some NASCAR, you know, and um, this, I mean, after a while, you know, you kind of run out of stuff to do. Like you just watch a lot of Netflix, you're watching a lot of movies. Um, I actually, I got a, you know, I got a smart TV at my house, so I'm able to watch YouTube on my, on my screen. So I think I watched like, I, if I had to guess, I bet I watched 50 races, like just, just, you know, old ones, you know, one from last year, you know, I, that's what I like to do in my free time. I like to watch a lot of film and, but I enjoy watching, like I love racing. So uh, a lot of times at night during the quarantine, I would just cut on some races and, and, and watch, but um, yeah, no, I did that. Uh, I had, you know, definitely weird. Like I said, it was weird being stuck in the house, but uh, I was able to still stay on my A game and, and uh, your second question, you said something about coming back to Virginia to do some yeah, racing. Yeah, are, are you going to do, like, any hometown tracks, like Langley, Dominion, or anything like that? If you, you know, possibly? yeah, I would – honestly, I would love to. It just depends on what my cup schedule is, you know. Um, obviously, you know, 
growing up raised in Virginia. I don't know if anyone knows this on the call, just to you know refresh your mind. I'm from Colonial Heights, Virginia, so I'm a Virginia boy. I uh, love my uh, love my hometown, state, and city. Uh, so wh- whenever I am able, you know, to go race there, I love it. I love the the hometown fans. You know, I've had I've had people follow me for years, and and even when I race, you know, Bandolero cars, Legend cars, you know, just to go back and get that hometown feel and, and vibe is is one of my favorite things. So hopefully here soon, like I said. You know, it depends on my cup schedule and, you know, you have to get the rides worked out. Like I know late models and legend cars are super popular at Langley and, and Bill Mullis actually owns Langley Speedway, yeah. you know, personal friends. So uh, if I can ever come when I'm on, you know, have uh, have the free time, I'd love to support uh, his racetrack and, and obviously the hometown state of Virginia. I miss y'all guys. Miss the family also. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you so much for coming on and I uh, hope you've been doing well and hope to see you soon. Yep, I'll hopefully see you in Richmond this fall. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate it again for coming yep. on. Cool. Great. Next guy we have uh, talking to us is a young fan uh, who's excited to talk to you, Austin. I'm going to uh, open it up for you and let you ask him a question. Okay. So, hi, Gray. Hey, what's oh, up, buddy? Um, my question is, what's, uh, what's the toughest track in your opinion? Oh, good question. Uh, I think that the toughest track for me personally, uh, and I think I mean I, I think it goes for a lot of people is is Dover. Dover is a really hard racetrack. You know, it's number one, it's very grueling on your body. Like 400, 400 miles of Dover, I mean it's it's a long day because you know people say all the time you know you're running 190 miles an hour at a one mile track and the banking there you know when you fall into the corner it's almost like you're falling off a you know a three story building getting into the corner. So if I had to say for me personally, I would say Dover, but obviously, you know, you say that place, but also like Martinsville in, in Bristol, the short tracks that, you know, it takes a lot of heavy braking, you know, your car has to work properly, but realistically, as far as the, the, the body, the mind and how you treat that race, I would, I would definitely say Dover because like I said, I mean, it is, it is very, I remember my first cup race there in 2017. I thought I had been running. I mean, I thought I was out there for four hours. They're like, "Hey, man, you're you're only halfway through." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I feel like I've been out here forever. And uh, like I said, it was just uh, it's crazy. It was really hard on the body. So I would definitely go with Dover. Good question. All right. Thank thank you for letting me talk to you. Yeah, no problem, man. And thanks for joining us today, man. Cool. Awesome. Uh, next. Um, Brayden, so Brayden, if you uh, unmute yourself, we'll uh, be good to go here. Hey, Gray. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for uh, coming on today. Appreciate it. Okay, so uh, on my question here is do you use any type of, of sim racing? Like in, like a, I know there's a, a NASCAR heat. You have um, eye racing. Do you use any type of of those to kind of help you prepare and for all these different tracks? Yeah, no, that's another good question. Um, I used to use uh, I used to, I used a lot of iRacing racing back in the day, especially you know I think the best part about using that was is because I haven't been to at the time when I was 16, 17 years old. You know when I just got you know, I just started racing the truck series and I, I didn't I haven't been to a lot of those racetracks because when I grew up racing late models K and M. You know, we ran more local short tracks. You know, we didn't go to the the big, you know, the mile and a half, the Texas, the Atlantis, places like that. So 
my favorite thing about it was using marks on the wall, right, or, or different breaking points and gas points. That's what I used it for. It wasn't more. It wasn't really for the feel because obviously you're, you know, if you're sitting in a chair or you got a simulator, it's obviously it's a lot different than when you're running 190 miles an hour entering the corner. But I used it more for visual things that I could, you know, point out um, and, and kind of keep in my brain. So when I do get there for the first time. I'll kind of have an idea of what I do before, but also I do love to play. Uh, I play NASCAR uh, heat online all the time. And uh, I don't tell people that, that I'm gray. Like I just go and race on there all the time with uh, all the online kids and they whip up on me. Uh, if you don't have the game though, anybody watching the Panini car is actually on the game. So it's pretty sweet. So if I had to guess, man, I, like I said, I like I racing, but I, I love NASCAR heat and it's just fun to play and, and, you know, hang out with people online and talk. Okay. Great question. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Well, awesome. Um, <clears throat> next person on the list is uh, Brett DeMarzo over there in the top right corner in my screen. So, Hi, Gray. Um, oh, man. I like the collection. Yeah. <laughs> well, my son Nicholas is a big fan of yours, and we've met you a couple of times in New Hampshire. So uh, we're really happy, and thanks for inviting us on. Oh, absolutely, guys. Hey, thank you all so much for uh, for being a fan, but I, I love the collection, dude. That's so cool. And I love your shirt, too, man. That's great. <laughs> so, Nicholas, yeah, got no, a thanks for again you. for coming on, and I really appreciate all the support over the years. That means a lot to me. It really does. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so, I was just wondering, what do you do to prepare for, like, a normal race? Um, you know, that's a great question, too. You know, the, I think the best way I, you know, I tell people all the time is, you know, I, I feel like I prepare more like, like a, like an, like a football player, like professional football or basketball, you know, you watch film, you're in the gym, you know, you're training for those four or 500 mile races. And I think for me, I, I love to, like, I enjoy it though. You know what I mean? Like the preparation going in, especially being a, an athlete at the highest level, it, it, the, the races are won at the shop and the races are won at home. You know, that's what I tell people. I mean, look at, you know, just for example, Jimmy Johnson looked, looked up to him my whole career the guy is a complete athlete. Like he does triathlons, he runs, he swimming. Like that's why he's a seven time champion because he puts the work in at home. And I try to pattern myself like that. But if I had to just give you an example of like, what, what does it like tomorrow or, you know, when I race tomorrow, I race Sunday, like whatever, I probably watched the Xfinity race from, from last year uh, that I finished second in probably 10 times and during this whole week, just like every time I say, I'm sitting down, if I'm eating or I'm just kind of hanging out at the house, like I cut that race on because I watch strategy. I watch, you know, different moves those guys are making. And, and obviously the cup race, you know, you're, you know, those guys are the best of the best. You got Denny Hamlin, you know, he's been a great plate racer. So, uh, like I said, I think the best thing for me is like visually watching the race from years prior to almost like refresh my mind of the different strategies, how these guys are making moves and, you know, what, what, what are they doing to, to, you know, go to the next level. So that would definitely be a, uh, be a, a weekend kind of leading up before I race. So awesome question though, man. I really appreciate, like I said, thank you so much for, for the, uh, for the collection. Hey, matter of fact, since you got the collection, I'll add this one to you right here. Hey, send this uh, if you can in, in the chat. Uh, what is your what is your email? I'd love to send you guys this. Perfect. Thanks, okay, Greg. We'll send yeah, it. we'll send yeah. it to you. Thank Thanks. You so awesome. much. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Yep. All right. Next.
next next person on the list is uh, Judson. Judson, I know you're uh, traveling in a car, so uh, if you take yourself off mute, we'll get you a question to Gray, and we'll go from there. Uh, well, hey, Gray, how's it going? Hey, what's up, buddy? Doing good? So, uh, you may not remember me, but, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, I remember, no, I remember you, man. I, uh, Homestead, we mean you did an interview together. Yeah. That's awesome, so, uh, man. Yeah, um, so, my question was, uh, what is the strangest thing you've had to sign for a fan at, a, at the racetrack? Oh, oh man, I remember this one. It was a couple of years ago. It was uh, some guy. I think I was at Pocono. I was at Pocono. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It was in, I think it was 2000, uh, 2017. I was racing the Cup car, and I, I I was walking through the garage area, and I and I see this guy, and he he's got a watermelon. It was just a random. Wa- he's carrying around a watermelon, and he's getting drivers to sign it. He's like, hey man, you mind, you know, signing my watermelon? And I'm like. First of all, like, how, how do you, like, keep all the signatures, you know, after a while? I don't know if the guy was freezing it or whatever he was doing. I was like, I, okay, like, sure, man. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to frame this watermelon. So that was probably the strangest thing uh, that I've ever had to sign. But I wasn't the only one. I looked and there's, like, Jimmy Johnson's signature, Denny Hamlin. I'm like, well, like, hey, if, if these guys are doing it, man, I mean, might as well. Shoot, that's pretty cool. So, Good question, man. Just one of those deals. Uh, a watermelon. I would definitely go with a watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty strange. And uh, by the way, if you ever want to do another interview, which I would love to have you on my podcast, uh, email me or uh, DM me on uh, Twitter. So I'd love to have you do another interview with you. Sometime. Absolutely. Hey, absolutely, man. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to be on with you. If you if you can in the chat, send uh, send your email or, or um, you know unfollow me and then follow me back on Instagram. Then I'll be able to see it and I'll follow you and then we'll, we'll link up and, and do something again, man. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on with us. Jason, you're on mute. Oh, that's he keeps doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, hey, so next person is actually Carrie, who's on her iPhone. She actually sent us in uh, via group chat. Do you um, have a favorite baseball player you collect memorabilia or cards of? Oh, that's a that's a good one there. Um, I would probably I would definitely say uh, I would say Derek Jeter, uh, especially, you know, like I, I told people, the, or especially on the last call. You know, I'm a big card collector anyway. You know, uh, obviously, Panini and me, you know, our, our sponsorship and partnership is great. But, like, this is this is a long time ago. I mean, I, I, I've been collecting baseball cards, football cards, NASCAR cards. I mean, since, since I can remember being a kid, you know, at the lunch table at school, like, trading different baseball, you know, cards and stuff. But I would definitely say Derek Jeter. You know, I, I was always a big fan of his. Actually, currently got some cards of, of his that I've had for a while. I just think I, I like I just like his demeanor. Obviously, he's a he's a, a World Series champion. You know, Yankees. You know, the he's I think he's got the, the record for most hits in a season um, career hits. So I would definitely go with Derek Jeter. He's uh, like I said, he's a stand up guy, uh, great guy, and uh, one heck of an athlete. So I would definitely go with him. 
cool. All right, uh, next question is actually from Lyle. So Lyle, if you want to unmute yourself, we'll let you ask that question. Hey, Gray, what's up? Hey, what's up, buddy? I've been a huge fan of yours since 2018, by the way. Oh, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. It means a lot. So my question is, how are you going to prepare for Talladega? Because, you know, it's a really tough track. The big one can be unexpected, anything. How, how, do you, how would you prepare for that? I think the best way, like, like I said earlier, you know, I think what I do is um, I watch a lot of film leading up to it. But also, you know, I, I kind of look at Talladega as more like just go out there and have fun. You know, I, I don't really – most races I kind of – you know, I get those, those butterflies and those nerves – uh, you know, before the race, I can't really eat because my stomach's kind of twisted up. Cause I, you know, I, I, I got those butterflies. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like I get them, but what I love about speedway racing is I don't get those at all. Like I'm, I'm more excited and happy to just go out there and have fun. I mean, what, what is there not to love about running three, four wide at, you know, 200 miles per hour or drafting, you know, side by side, like I think I think that's uh, that's the best part about plate racing is I don't I don't get those butterflies. I go into it. Yes, I'm well prepared. Uh, you know, I like I said, film work, you know, talking to my crew chief, getting his pitch strategy together. I do all those things. But like tomorrow when I show up to the track and then obviously Sunday in the in the Panini Ford, like I'm just going to go have a ball, man. Just have some fun because you're wide open. You don't have to use the brakes. And, and once again, you're the whole field knows the tail. So you might as well go out there and just let it all hang out and. And like I t- like I say, you know, do a little, you know, shake and bake, baby. So I'm excited about it, though. You'll have to. Everyone has to tune in. I think I think we'll have a great weekend. That's for sure. Oh, I will be tuning in. Talladega is always fun. It's my home track too. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, like like I said, thanks for coming on, and I really appreciate you being a fan of mine. That means that means a lot. Thank you. No problem, girl. Yeah, actually, all these races are piling up because it seems like they're every other day, Gray, but. Talk about that uh, that smooth move you made a few weeks ago, uh, you, you know, right before that crash. That was pretty insane. Oh, oh, at Bristol. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I remember my spotter because, you know, normally, see, to give you guys, you know, how it feels at Bristol, especially when there's a crash in front of you, you're always looking. The way the track is built, obviously, it's a half mile and there's 33 degrees of banking. You can't really see when you come up out of the corner. Well, I had just seen – I'll give Corey LaJoy was in front of me, and uh, I'll give him props. He he waved his hand out the window, and my spot, it happened so quick, my spotter didn't even say anything yet, in which my spotter's a, obviously he's an awesome spotter. But everything happened so quick there, it's almost too quick to even say, whoa, whoa, you're crashing in, in front of you, you know what I mean? So Corey LaJoy, when we, when we were driving, he put his hand out the, out the window, so he knew that, like, everyone so knows the tail that you can't really see that far ahead of you. So when he put his hand out the window, I checked up immediately, and I didn't, like I said, I hadn't even seen it yet. When I saw Ricky Stenhouse hit the inside wall, and um, I think it was Alex Bowman and Tyler Reddick, they were all up in smoke, you know, crashing each other. And the best way to put it, as far as trying to miss a crash, especially at Talladega, is the best, you know, as far as you have to, you can't even hear your spotter. You have to do everything all off the cuff. And when I saw those guys checking up. Basically, what I like to do is I try to anticipate where that car – if I see him crashing, if I see him coming down the track, I anticipate where I think he's going to stop or whether or not, like, should I go high or low. So when I saw the 47 coming down, I'm like, man, like, I was checking up. But then I saw him. He wasn't, he wasn't, used, he wasn't on the brakes, so he kept coming down. So I'm like, I need to go. So I downshifted. 
into third gear so I could get some RPMs of the engine back, I downshifted and I saw a small hole. I didn't think I could get it in there, but obviously I missed it. I think I missed it probably on each side from the inside wall to Stenhouse, maybe two inches. So it was uh, it was wild. I mean, I, I told my spotter, I said, dude, I, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket because I cannot believe I just stuck that the car in that, in that small hole. So it worked out, though. It was It was crazy, man. Awesome, great question, great great answer, Matt. Uh, Matt Nicholson, you're up. You're up. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much, man. I really got a two part question from right. really a competitor standpoint. Up until the first competition caution that comes on Sunday, have you decided if you're going to be aggressive and go for it, or are you just going to be conservative and ride, considering the unknown of the, the rules package? And secondly, have you and Joey and JJ done anything to pre-strategize considering there's going to be no practice? Right. No, that's good. No, um, yeah, I can answer that one pretty clear. I mean, I, I think the main thing, especially the game plan going into, especially a speedway race, you know, it, it, you either you either ride or you just let it all hang out. Like, you know, tomorrow I'm just going to let it all hang out. I'm going to have some fun, and I'm going to do the same thing Sunday. But I think as far as, as a group, obviously I'm racing for two different teams. Um, I, I think – with the cup deal, we have I have four other teammates, so we have numbers right there, right? right. So, <clears throat> I think the smartest thing is is to ride early. You know, if you think about it, if if me and my teammates get lined up, there's five of yeah. us, we can't get lapped, even if we're a straightaway behind. We'll just sit there and and be smart about it because I do think, you know, after after a while and you you watching the races. <laughs> You know they're gonna wreck. It's not if, it's when. So if you're able to to miss that big crash and you you know you can put yourself in position to win or have a chance at the end, why not yeah. do it? You know. Yeah. So um, that's the game plan there. But as far as the first caution, you know, obviously with this package, a lot of unknowns. You don't really know what to expect. I think we'll probably come down. We'll probably come down uh, down pit road. Maybe put two or four tires on it. Make sure the tires look good because. You know, with not having any practice and no qualifying, it's it's hard to gauge. You know, even the tire compound. You know, Goodyear right. does a does a great job as far as giving us a good tire, but you just want to make sure that you're not touching the splitter. You want to make sure all those clearances are good. So I think we'll come down, get put tires on it. But Saturday, like I said, Sunday, that's probably what we'll do. But I think tomorrow the game plan is uh, is go from right, you know, from right from the start. You know, I'm, I don't really have anything to lose. Uh, I think it's just go, about going out there, doing the best I can, uh, having walk-ons, and obviously Panini. I, I want to get them TV time and, and and try to put myself in victory lane. So uh, yeah, great question though, man. I, I think I think you'll see two different plans for two days, but hopefully uh, I, at, by the end of it, I, I hopefully I'll put myself in position uh, to get a win. I appreciate that. Good luck this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, we have a Nate and we have a Nathan. So the first person that's going to ask a question is Nate. So Nate, we're going to go to you. Hey, Greg. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Um, hold on one sec. I forgot my question. Um, hold on. On the way. My bad. Um, how did you get into racing? You know, I uh, I got into racing uh, from a very early age. I you know, I kind of caught that bug. 
<laughs> uh, from my from my dad and, and my grandfather, you know, they they always grew up racing any you know any type of vehicle, whether it's four wheelers, dirt bikes, go karts, you know, anything along those lines. Is I don't know. I just I just had a passion for it from from the time I re- like since I you know remember I think I was two or three years old and I just got a dirt bike. My parents got me on a dirt bike, and it's just that passion that I've had you know really since the get go. I mean, I love racing. That that's that's my happy place. Like when I'm racing. Whether it's a cup car, or even if I, you know, if I'm at a, a local go kart track here in Mooresville, like I love doing that. That that's my happy place. So um, from the time I was three, I got a dirt bike and, and started motorcycle racing. Well, the funny part is about my story is, you know, I never, I never wanted to be a NASCAR driver. I loved NASCAR. I loved it as a whole. I loved watching it on TV with my dad and my granddad. But my heart was was in motorcycle racing. My um, my my hero growing up was his name was Nicky Hayden. Uh, he's a, a MotoGP world champion, and unfortunately he lost his life in 2017, which was uh, we did a really good um, um, memorial for him when I was running the Coke 600. Uh, so he was my he was my hero. He was my he, you know my bedspread, my wallpaper was all Nicky Hayden, and and I wanted to be just like him. Uh, you know the way he did his hair, it didn't matter the way he rode a motor. Like I wanted to be you know a Nicky Hayden protege. You know so. Um, when, the, when I turned nine, my dream of, of, of being a motorcycle racer kind of came to a halt. Uh, my parents were like, hey, you know what? Why don't you give this race, this NASCAR thing a, a try? I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know about it. So I went to Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I start, they got me a bandolier, and we showed up. And I, um, there was 40 other kids that were racing, and they came in, in haulers, and they came with all these big rigs, and we showed up in a – we showed up in the back of my uh, my dad's pickup truck with our bandolero and our tools and all our stuff, and I'm like, man, like we're we're racing like the best best in the country right here. And his, my dad was like, yeah, we are. So uh, the coolest part about my story is I, I went out and actually won the race. So as a nine year old kid, I was I was hooked. I'm like, man, I'm I'm pretty good at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try. And and to look back on it now, to think that I, you know, had a dream of being a, a motorcycle racer, and now I was able to transition to four wheels and, and make it to cup is, is really, really cool. And I'm super, super blessed and thankful. Thank you for uh, letting me speak and uh, go again in Talladega this weekend. Hey, thank you, bud. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Appreciate these Zoom uh, rooms. Yes, sir. Awesome. So the next person on the list is Nate, who's actually on the phone. Nate, you're on mute. Um, if you if you can unmute yourself, we we're ready to have you ask a question or Gray. Hey guys, how are y'all? What's going on, Nate? Hey, thanks for coming on today, man. Appreciate it. Hey man, I appreciate it. It's really cool. Uh, my question is just kind of I'm a I'm a card guy, so I'm I'm a big Panini guy, so kind of two part. You know, how cool is it to see yourself on a card, and what is the favorite like? card that you've seen of yourself like a relic card or a uniform card something like that yeah i um i i think i think the coolest part is you know obviously the the relationship that i have with with panini and and everyone that's a part of this brand you know this is way before you know our partnership happened like like i i had a passion for cards and collecting them from an early age so i think that's what's really cool is like i really i can relate to my sponsor you know you see some people uh, you know, they're not as fortunate of having a sponsor that they truly, you know, have that connection to. And to me, this goes back so many years. And I, and I think 
I think for me, the coolest part, I, I had this, this is a two part answer from uh, for real. Like, the coolest part for me as a kid was like, I was like, you know what? I didn't make it until I had my own card until I was on a video game. Like, those are those are my two favorite things. Uh, I always thought it was man, like, what would it be like to be on a card or or see myself on a video game to actually play myself, you know, and be me. And uh, to, to think that that actually really happened to me. Uh, you know, obviously the pleasure of, of being a part of Panini and then making my cards and my favorite card, actually, what I love is, is the, the picture is from Bristol when I ran the cup race there last year, I'm waving and I'm walking across the stage and there's like a bunch of smoke in the background and it's got this, uh, the way Panini did, it was like, it was like purple, like a shiny purple look to it. Uh, I have that one in my, um, in, in my house, but, but also I think what's really cool too is like the, is the cards with the the memorabilia you know memorabilia as far as like a fender or a driver's suit a glove like I you know I've collected a bunch of those and and um, you know to, to actually have a part of that athlete or, or race car driver I think that's super cool so um, yeah I definitely think uh, once again having a card and, and, and being on a video game like dude I'm I'm the happiest dude ever I, I always told myself if I get those two things like I feel pretty good about, you know, my career. So it's pretty, uh, pretty cool feeling. That's for sure. Awesome, man. Appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on. It means a lot. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just jump in and follow up on Gray's question there. I mean, Gray, we love you in that Panini fire, but we're going to have to get that and cut it up. So I uh, hate to do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that suit too much, man. God, you're always cutting up my suits, bro. That's why, that's why I love you too. <laughs> yeah. No, those those are sweet though. Like I I love the the when it comes to glove fire suit. Like think about it as a as a car collector though and a race fan. I mean that is so cool. You know what I mean? So I think uh, it's just yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and then you, you mentioned you know as a kid growing up uh, trading cards and video game totally makes sense. But obviously you got this smoking AR Giphy that's searchable on Twitter and in- <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick too. I'm not going to oh, lie. And Greg Golding and he pops up as an animated GIF and and the Panini race cars there. That's just smoke. Yeah. I mean, no, honestly, kid, that's, no. that's on top of the list. I'm not lying. Yeah. That's uh, I like, uh, I like how it at the end, it does the burnout and goes out of sight. I'm like, Man, that's trick right Can't there, man. Mad, yes, and my sister, she does all the gifts, right? Yeah. You know, the, the kids on the social media, you know, doing all the gifts and, uh, you know, all the, the office and stuff. My sister's tweeting about, you know, my gift. She's like, oh, my God, like my brother, he, I think he made it when he got his own gift. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I do all that. I run the Daytona 500, and she's like, yeah, that's, that's all good. But I get a gift on Twitter. She's like, yo, that's legit. <laughs> that's legit. So, Hey, to be <laughs> nowadays, man. Gosh. Well, I, I remember seeing your mom comment on a post, and she was like, "Wait, he has his own gift," and I was like, "Of course, he's got his own gift." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, that's sweet. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, next person uh, up is uh, Robert Elliott. So, Robert, we're gonna uh, hand it off to you here. Hey, Gray, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Robert? Thanks for coming on today, man. No problem. Uh, just curious, your hydration plan for the weekend. I see you're always you're drinking some water now, but what, do you have a set plan, or is it just drink as much as you can? Uh, great question. No, I uh, what's what's cool about you know what I, my my preparation going into um, the races. Obviously, you know us as race car drivers. I mean, we're athletes. I don't care. You know, some people might say, oh, they're not. A, we we sit in a car, you know, all day and, and turn left. I can trust me. The amount of calories and the amount of weight that I lose on, during a race. 
it's all about the the preparation going into it the hydration the eating process uh which great is obviously my sponsor last year and you know i'm a an ambassador for still is is pure and pure has the best hydration ever um you know to to actually say as far as my a partner of mine the stuff is amazing like it tastes so good like i use it on a daily basis even without you know if if it's a monday and i just you know got done racing like i i, I truly love um the hydration that they have but it's just so important to to treat your body you know and, and be ready for that race because like the coca-cola 600 I, uh, I, I think it was 9.7 pounds or something that I lost after one race. And, and to be honest with you, even though I lost nine pound, nine, you know, nine and a half pounds, I felt pretty darn good after the race because it was all about me leading up. Like I started hydrating a week before that race. And I think it's just so important that, that us drivers and as athletes, if you don't do that, you are going to feel the effects of it. Uh, going forward, especially in the race. I mean, I, there's been races that my AC that plugs in my helmet has cut off. And if it wasn't for me properly hydrating and do what I, I should be doing, I probably would have passed out, you know? Uh, so I think, um, I think that's just the main thing. You gotta hydrate. And luckily pure has such a great hydration uh, product that I, that I use all the time. So, uh, for tomorrow though, I've already started like, you know, three days ago. So I'm, I got to make sure that, that my body's on key, uh, when I get in that race car. Cool. Um, next person up is on Tracy Lever. So Tracy, we're going to let you uh, ask a question here. Oh, it's Ryan. It's uh, on my mom's account. Great. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? Man, <laughs> been forever. Time, bro. Look good, man. He got a little, oh, he's got the, uh, got the shirt. Like it, man. Oh like yeah, it. man. Dude, thank you for uh, for coming on board. I hope you've been doing well and staying safe during this, you know, crazy time, man. Is your mom doing all right? Is she doing good? Yeah, she's right here. So. Oh, tell her, uh, tell her I said hello, man. Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. Good, good to see you. So long since I've seen you guys, but, but I know too long. Too long. Too long. Hopefully Once we soon. Back at the race, we'd uh, I'd love to see y'all at the race, man. That's that would be great. Yeah, We'd love that. Best of luck. Be safe. Thank you so much. Good seeing okay. you again. Okay. Okay. Here's my question. You know, I'm a big die cat guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Will there be a 27 car up at Panini coming out? Like, oh, that's a that's a good one there, dude. Honestly, have, we got I some. Have, yeah, I we have, got some things in the works right now. Um, and yeah, I know you're a big die cast guy, which I am. <laughs> the guy, I remember growing up collecting all those. But I think uh, with you know what we have. Uh, coming up, we, we haven't announced anything yet, but um, we uh, I know Panini made some um, some limited edition cars last year. It was a, basically it was a replica of my uh, 2019 second place finish car, and yeah. everything about it is, is basically off the racetrack of, of Talladega. Um, so you can check those out. But also we got some uh, some new ones in the works, and I know if, if if we get some out, I'd love for you to have one, and I'll definitely sign it for you, brother. Awesome, thank you, brother. I miss you, man. Thank yeah, you, miss again. you too, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, we like gotta said, go. We gotta yeah, go go karting soon. Hey, let's do that, man. I'm serious. I'd love to go karting with you sometime. Yeah, I got your number. Your mom gave it to me. So. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. text text me or call me anytime, and I'd, I'd love to. When I'm not racing, I'd love to uh, maybe meet up with you at the, at the GoPro Motorplex or something. I'm down. See you, man. Thank All you, right, buddy. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Good luck. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Val, you're up. Oh, take myself off mute. Hey, Gray. Thanks for doing it. Hey, man. It. How's it going? Good. Thanks good. for coming on. 
Yeah, um, I am. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to you. Uh, my two passions are um, NASCAR and uh, NASCAR trading cards. Oh, there you and, go. And uh, yeah, and I do a, a podcast for uh, only for NASCAR trading cards. I uh, would love to have you on uh, one time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can make that happen for sure, man. Um, and um, last year uh, you teamed up with Panini, I think it was, to do this special card. I think maybe it was in yeah. Bristol, or whatever. Uh, and I don't know if it's for you or Jason, but uh, did you guys have any? And I think the other one was uh, you had a signing with Joey at the dealership, uh, car dealer um, dealership. If there was anything in the works this year for uh, some special stuff to commemorate you. Yeah, no, I uh, I think um, obviously last year when uh, I kind of talked a little bit about the partnership with Panini. I think what's crazy is is how it all came together and and. And they were on my car at, at Bristol, and, and the card that you just showed me, uh, the, the 08 one, the, the one that was on the left, uh, is kind of a limited edition kind of card that when we first uh, got together for Bristol, we, you know, we didn't really have a whole lot of time to be like, you know, hey, check the car out, check the card out, you know, and, and things along those lines. So uh, that card has a lot of meaning to me, especially is because, you know, that was our that was our first that was my first you know Panini card with Panini on the car. Um, and the card. So I think, you know, that really has a lot of meaning to me, that, that card in general. So when I, when I see fans have that card, it, uh, it means a lot because, you know, without Panini last year and in, in our relationship, you know, I would have never been able to have the opportunity and, and show out race, the, my career race, uh, like at Talladega because we raced Bristol and we only had a couple weeks until Talladega. And our relationship was was basically just born together as far as them being the primary sponsor. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really awesome to, to be able to have that, uh, that card. And obviously, like I said, I'm an avid card collector and, and, uh, I think some of the ideas going forward, obviously Panini, they're the best in the business. Um, you know, I think it, they kind of blow my mind too. Sometimes like I look at some cards, like, uh, I'm like, man, that, that thing's sweet. And then I, I think in my head, I'm like, how can you come out with a better looking card than this one? And then, you know, a couple months later, uh, or, or, or a fan will show me another card. I'm like, man, where did you get that? Like, I need to like call Jason from Panini. Like, I want to, I want to, I want that card to keep in my own collection. You know, so they just keep, man, they just really keep. Uh, they're on their A game, and I think, like I said, they're the best in the business. And I'm not just saying that because they're they're my partner and my and my sponsor, but what they do and what they do for the fans uh, and the drivers, I think it's just, yes. it, yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool to to be a part of. And then, like you said. You uh, you asked about you know me signing with Joey and and being able to you know kind of be an, an ambassador with Joey is uh, is really cool because Joey number one you know I never got to really know him on a personal level but obviously you know racing cup at a young age you know Joey can relate I think me and him work well together and 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 being ambassadors for for Panini is you know we both came up basically the same way like I got to cup when I was 18. He also got the company when he was 18. So I think, I think me, you know, especially in Vegas, being able to be a part of that Panini event and, and getting to talk with Joey backstage. I mean, we were playing ping pong backstage. I mean, this is a chance, like the Nat, you know, NASCAR champion, Daytona 500 champion. Uh, but to get to talk to him off record, um, you know, when we were not on stage is, is pretty amazing to, to get to know him as a guy because I can relate. You know, I can relate to a guy that, uh, you know, he's an ambassador just like I am, but also, um, he came up through Cup the same time I did, so I think it can all relate. What, what are you doing? He he won ping pong. Oh Jesus! Yeah, they they he definitely won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, what's the best way to contact you? Um, yeah, actually, uh, we can get your, uh, I can get your email. If you put in a, in a caption below, I can have that. You can, um, if you say your email, we'll have it and we can make that happen. Okay. Thank you. Yep, yeah, Val, Val, we can help hook that up. So right. we'll, we'll hear you. Thank you, sir. Uh, no problem. Um, so uh, last question here um, is probably a series of questions from Tracy Hackler, our, um, <clears throat> the Panini blog man, and uh, does a whole bunch of other stuff for us. But he's going to ask you some some uh, some good questions here before we uh, make a couple of announcements and show off the car. Cool. Sounds good. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Gray. I always love hearing your – you've got so much passion and – you're so good with the fans. It's just awesome to watch every time. And no Thanks, matter how many bro. times we see it. Um, and I'm just about through with my therapy sessions from the laps that we took with you in Vegas. I <laughs> think I've got one more to go and I'll be clear. They say <laughs> that was uh, awesome, dude. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, so anybody who knows Dwayne Golding loves Dwayne Golding. We, we've been real fortunate to get to know him um, as a business partner, as a real close friend, you know him as dad, and with right. Father's Day weekend coming up, I kind of just wanted you to talk about your relationship with him and kind of what roles he's played or the most important roles he's played in your development, not only as a driver but as a young man. No, man, that that's a great question. I mean, I think uh, I think the main thing is obviously, you know, I grew up with, with such a great family. I mean, if it wasn't for obviously my dad, but I'm going to include my mom and, and both of my sisters. I mean. We, uh, we moved away from Virginia from all of our family to, to chase my dream. And, you know, you see other families and see other people like the fact that, you know, you move away, you pick up and move from all your family to chase a dream with your son uh, is pretty spectacular and amazing. So uh, I definitely, you know, tip my hat to my, to my family and, and how appreciative and, and the type of household that I grew up in is, you know, there's a lot of love, a lot of passion. And we did everything together. And I think that's what's so cool about, um, you know, with racing is that brought us together. Even my sisters, like they didn't race, but, you know, that that they knew I loved it. And my dad loved racing. My mom, like we did that as a family. But to talk a little bit about, you know, what my dad does is, you know, my, my, my dad, he not only is he obviously my dad, but uh, he's a, you know, I call him a friend. And and our, our relationship, it's been um it's been pretty amazing to, to do the things that I've been able to do, uh, you know, just as, as an example, like to to have the relationship I have with my dad and also my grandfathers. You know, we're, we're three three generation generations. And and I'll never forget when I ran the Daytona 500, you know, to see my dad and, and my grandfather there with me, like they dreamed about this. You know what I mean? They, they wanted to do that themselves. But the fact that they, you know, get to live through me and, and chase this dream with me and see them there all the time and, and get that love and support is just unbelievable. Like I never thought that I, I'd been able, you know, be able to, to do these and have these achievements at such a young age. But I'm, I have my key people right there with me. Like without my dad and my grandfather, when it comes to the, the relationship, but even, even the, um, the, the words of, of wisdom, the advice that I get, you know, and, and might not even be about racing, you know, it's a, uh, about like, you know, maybe trying to pay my phone bill, you know, just like random stuff that when you get older, you know, when you have your dad and your grandfather there to, to lean on is, uh, is, is pretty, pretty special. But I tell you, man, well, I'll never forget, you know, walking, walking across that stage and seeing my dad and my grandpa there, you know, knowing that their, their son and grandson is running the 60th running of the Daytona 500. And I just turned 20 years old. 
I mean, that is pretty amazing. So I'm honored to do what I do, but to do it with my family and have that relationship and, and to know that I have their resp- uh, support. And, and what's so great is, you know, they, they, uh, they truly do uh, support me in anything that I do. But ever since I was a young age, they knew that they're like, hey, racing, that's Gray's thing. Like, we, he loves it. We love it. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm so grateful. I really am. That's awesome. Um, have you acquired a nickname through the years that, that has stuck either from your dad or from a family member that maybe not a lot of people know? You know, it's funny. Um, I think when it comes to, you know, nickname, uh, I think my favorite one or the best one is um, Corley Joy. Me and him, were, we were teammates in Cup a couple years ago. Well, I, I, I always wear aviator glasses, and I kind of got the, you know, I'm always the guy like with the with the white crew neck the jeans and the cowboy boots and, you know, kind of that, that Maverick Top Gun vibe. Um, so he, he called me Maverick and Top Gun's like one of my favorite movies. So he called, he called me Maverick. He's like, what's up Maverick? And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, what's up, bro? Like, like he kept calling me that in, in the, in, in the, in the, uh, the nickname kind of stuck. So if any, you know, as a nickname, as one of my favorite movies, um, you know, Maverick Top Gun, like I was like, you know what? I can roll with this. So, all on uh, on all my helmets. I don't know if you know this. You know, in the the the, um, the Top Gun scene, the Maverick helmet. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, every single helmet that I race is the Top Gun Maverick uh, helmet. So my helmet painter uh, actually uh, actually has that on my helmet. But another good one is um, I got, I put this on my helmet also. Is uh, my favorite song is "Wanted Dead or Alive" by uh, by Bon Jovi. So my nickname growing up was always like especially growing up racing it was like the kid like who's that kid like hey what's up kid like they always people always refer to me as like because I, I was always the new kid on the block like who's that little young kid like coming in here because every division that i raced in whether it was bandoleros legend cars late models i was always the youngest kid because my parents always moved me up to race with older and better and more experienced drivers so i i put that on my on my helmet also it says Gray the kid wanted dead or alive, and, it, and it's got it kind of in that um, that kind of cowboy little lettering. So, uh, Maverick and the kid is probably uh, the the best nicknames I've had along the way through the years. That's awesome. One last thing, and I'll let I give it back to Jason. But it, it's no coincidence that your Giphy has the aviators on because Jason yes made, made he said, look, you you can't do a Gray Golding Giphy without. The aviator. So yeah. no, no. Hey, fun. that's one thing is you know like I, I I have like a sunglass collection when it comes to my aviators and and uh, when that gift came out I'm like you know what honestly that couldn't that gift couldn't get any you know any better for me I'm like you know what yeah that's so me bro like got the got the glasses you know the card the whole deal man mm-hmm. yeah that was that was tight I loved it that's awesome. Awesome. Well, we did miss one person uh, in the group to ask a question. So, Jacob Reed, if uh, if you can uh, unmute yourself, we'll let you uh, ask Gray a question. Hey, Gray. My name is Jacob, and my question is: is that how do you get used to switching? Like, so say one week you're in the car, and then the next week you're not because there's a different driver in it. Uh, yeah, no, first, uh, thanks for coming on board, man. I really, uh, I really appreciate it, but no, that, you know, that, that's a good question also. I mean, you know, you, you see drivers that do limited schedules and, oh, I see that. I like the collection there. There you go. That's nice. Heck yeah. But no, I think, uh, I think the, the toughest part is, is, you know, you're not, you're not in like last year I was in the car every week 
excuse me, you know, last, last, uh, last year you're, you're able to get in kind of a rhythm, you know what I mean? But now that, uh, that I have time, more time off compared to, you know, that I, that I had last year is I think for me, I, I don't mind it, but I would obviously love to be in the car every week, but I get a lot of time to prepare more than I normally would, or let, even after a race, like the Coca-Cola 600, you know, when, I, when you're, when, when you're in the car on an every week basis, you know, it's hard on your body. Like my body just has more time to, to recover after losing, you know, five to 10 pounds and burning 3,500 calories, uh, on, on, on a, on your average race. Uh, but for me also is I don't, I don't mind it as much, but I think for my team, I think it's more tough for my team to get used to because one week they got me in the car, they might have JJ in the car. Um, so it's more tough on them than it is me. But I think what we do as a, um, as a race team and as me as a driver, I think we do a great job handling it. And even when I'm not in the car, I'm, I'm always listening. I got my, my NASCAR app on my phone. I can listen to my team communications. And even after that race that week, me and my crew chief will talk about like, Hey, what did you and JJ do that worked. So the next time that I go back there, I'll have knowledge and, and we'll know that work, what worked and what didn't work. Alrighty. Thanks, Greg. I've been a fan since I met you at Atlanta in 2017. That's all. Hey, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate stay on. We're, we're going to do a, give a giveaway here in a few minutes. Cool. All right. So that wraps up the Q and a portion. Uh, thank you guys so much. Keep on collecting and, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.